Hey everybody, this is Pam at the Paper Outpost and Sunshine. Um, This is the Paper Outpost podcast, The Joy of Junk Journals. Talking with you about your crafty questions today. Let's open up YouTube and seeing seeing what you guys are thinking about. Um, It's a nice way for me to get to know you. And uh, you can post questions on any video, new or old. Uh, They all come up um, when I click into questions. So let's go ahead and take a peek. I'm just loading here. Give me one second. Um, Everything is dandy over here. I hope everything is dandy with you guys. Um, Let's see. It contains questions. Here you go. It's uh, Sarah Wood asks, Does anybody remember the stationary sticker books we used to get 50 years ago? Little booklets with half a dozen pages of stickers, flowers, or birds, or butterflies. The pansy sticker Pam used on one of her envelopes reminded me of that. Had not thought about them in years. And Sarah Wood said they were actually called seals. Denison was one of the companies that produced them. Denison is a very old, large company that made labels and apparently stickers. I didn't know they also made stickers, so there you go. Um, Stacy Bell asks, Hi Pam, wondering if you have a quote-unquote formula or general rule of thumb you follow for putting together signatures like X number of plain, X number of dyed papers, X number of book pages, X number of decorative paper, X number of vintage, etc., etc. Thanks. Yes, it's a very complicated system, and I've uh, I call it this for short, so I know what I'm doing. It's called W A T E V E R. Yep, whatever, whatever floats my boat at the moment. Whatever I'm interested. If I want to use all scrapbook paper, if I want to use all coffee dyed paper, if I want to mix it up, there's really no rationale to it, rationale to it other than what I feel like doing that day. So I would say whatever intrigues you, if you like to have a systemized approach, try it. If you always use a systemized approach, then try not a systemized approach. Try and mix it up a little bit. Maybe all your signatures have the same types of pages in order, or maybe they're uh, all different pages throughout. Uh, there's so many different ways Um, you can assemble signatures. I used to think you always had to have a thicker signature cover page wrapping around the signature, and then I tried it without, and it was perfectly fine. Just the way regular signatures in a book don't have a separate thicker outer cover around every signature. So I... You know, who knew? You know, you just you just kind of roll with it, go with it, and, and see what tickles your fancy. Just have fun. That's the most important thing. Carrie Howard, Cowherd, sorry. Carrie Cowherd asks, I would love to get a page from that old funeral book. My sister loves odd things, and I'm planning her journal. Would you be interested in making those pages into a digikit? If I, if I find more of those, maybe I'll do that, because that was sort of interesting, and I, I, I think I just used the one I have, but I'm sure I'm going to find more of it, so... That would be a yes. If I find it, I will, I will make it into a uh, uh, junk journal digikit that you can download. How about that? That would be a cool idea. I didn't, never thought of that. Um, Brandy Pirelli says, Pam, do you mind sharing a few ways to bind a journal besides pamphlet stitch? Thank you. Um, there's always the old ring binders. Um, there's the coil binders. Uh, you can sew, like not pamphlet stitch, but you can actually sew with a machine or by hand. Um, stitching down the center to assemble a journal. You can also staple um, tape, I don't know, but you can do um, have what I call the free spine, not stuck to the um, outer spine itself, but you can adhere the first and the last. If you connect all of your pages together, am I saying this right? That's not necessarily true. No, but you're going to glue the first and the last outer pages to your inside cover 
and you can use elastic to um, tuck the pages into underneath. So there's there's actually quite a few ways to make junk journals without actually doing the three-hole pamphlet stitch. And I'm um, uh, they're all wonderful. I find that the three-hole pamphlet stitch, and a lot of people do the five-hole pamphlet stitch. Um, I think maybe um, they feel of a greater sense of security with it not migrating on them so much. Um, I don't really have a problem with migration, but um, um, do what you find interesting and get back to us and let us know your thoughts. We're very curious. Um, Mousy Deb asks, oh, let me put a heart there. Mousy Deb asks, coffee with Pam. Yes, ma'am. The old papers and the ads are wonderful. When you order one of those $17 diamond rings, how about snagging one for me? Enjoyed the visit. What a great Monday. Um, okay, so that, um, yes, I was showing everybody a very old um, advertisement for, you could buy diamond rings for $17 back in the day. You know, oh, well, there you go. See, you never know. Um, Linda Sewell asks, is it just my phone or does anybody else hear a super high pitch sound in this video? I hope you don't. Um, uh, hopefully it's your phone. <laughs> I don't know. Nobody else has said anything, so I'm, I'm hoping it's okay. Um, Ellen Taylor says, I am new to this craft, so I have a question about the glue in the bottles. Do you have a, a video explaining your gluing techniques? Well, I have the, I have the classic round the world technique. I have um, the X, and then I have the switchbacks, and I probably should show those. I think I've shown them on videos before, but um, those are my gluing techniques. Also, if I get a big... Um, high mountainous bead of Fabrifix glue. I will finger smoosh it down flat so it doesn't bleed through and it gives a flatter um, glue adherence to the um, the front, whatever I'm gluing to it. it does, there's no lump of glue in the middle. It's just flat, so that works better. Okay, um, those are my big tips with glue. Um, Amy Weber asks, how old are your birds, Hollywood and Lovebirds? I would say Hollywood is probably 16 now and the Loveys, one is a little older than the other. It's kind of a May-December relationship um, because the first one's May keeled over. Uh, but they, these guys are um, enjoying the cage together. Uh, how old are you? They can live to 25, I can tell you that. And we're not there yet, I can tell you that. I would be guessing 8 and 12, maybe? Yeah, there we go. There's a guess. I don't know. Um, they do have... Um, I think both of them have leg bands with their birth dates on it. I should probably go over look, but I will have to catch the bird and look at its little foot. And sometimes it's not happy when I do that. So um, they're very relaxed right now. There's like um, little Leonardo is snuggled into his wings. He's He has um, rye neck now, which is a bent bird neck. It can be for multiple reasons, but it could also just be from old age. And it may be a sign of that, but um, he seems to be functioning okay. He's eating and drinking and meandering around the cage. And um, life is still good quality, so we're, we're moving forward. And um, Marsha Holly asks, what is your choice of mailing? Okay, so maybe she's asking because she has a YouTube or an Etsy shop and she's wondering what the best way to mail things is. Um, I always ask myself, what would I like if I were a customer? And Free priority mail shipping would be what I want, so that's what I offer to people, and that's what I usually mail with. But I think almost everything is, my fundals are that way, my print and mail digikits are that way. Um, what else? That's Oh, and if I mail a journal, if I sell a journal, I'll send it free priority mail shipping as well. So I guess that's...
When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply my answer um okay let's go to the next one Ren's coloring craze what printer do you use for printing the printables i personally use the epson ecotank printers i have printer scanners i um have purchased different ones just um because whatever was available at the time i, I actually have physically about three of them um i really wanted only two like i'm working with one in case something goes wrong with that one i have a backup just in case so i keep things flowing um but i ended up being able to fix one of them and i had already ordered the a, a second replacement um and and now i think i have three well no i have four. Oh my gosh i've got a lot of printers there's one that's still in the box there's two that i circle through and then there's one i'm currently using so but you don't need that many printers it's just like because i do a lot of high volume printing um i like to have backups just in case Because it's always, you know, on a Friday night or something like that where something happens and you're scrambling around. But I've watched so many YouTube videos on how to fix these little issues with the printers. It's not that hard to, like, get past these little little stumbling places if you're doing high-volume printing. I like the back feeders, the ones that um, you can load things from the back because you can print some really cool things on them. Um, The ones that make the paper go through, like, a roller coaster thing inside, you can't. They're harder to put coffee-dyed paper and, and crunchy paper in, like baked paper, avocado-dyed baked paper, things like that. So I like the back feeders myself. And you don't have to get the scanner function if you don't need it. Um, I do use a wireless printer, but I choose to keep it hardwired because of my connectivity in the house is much better hardwired. So we just get the job done when it's hardwired. So there you go. Um... What do you, uh, Baby Boo asks, what do you seal it with like a protective cover? Um, got a junk, it's the video, got a junk mail magazine and digikits. Let's make a small junk journal. Um, you can spray it with an acrylic sealer. You can get go fancy and get a UV protective, acid free, fancy schmancy acrylic sealer. You can cover it with Mod Podge. Um, some people even use final nut hairspray in the can to seal their things. So there you go. Um, Betty Longshore says, how how can one dog get more precious every time you show them to us? I know you've made hard and soft cover journals, but which is your favorite and why? Um, Okay. I think the hard cover journals are, I think they're really nice for gifting. And they, t- I don't know, there's something about a hardcover book that has an inherent value in it linked to it. Like, in other words, soft-covered books seem to be always less than the hardcover books. So we already, already have this assumption that they're more valuable, more expensive, um, and that. But there is something incredibly amazing about the feel of a soft-covered journal. Um, there's a squish factor that maybe only a junk journal maker or people who love paper can truly appreciate. But when you can squish and squeeze and squeeze that soft cover, whether it be fabric or paper or what have you, is this like this kind of, kind of like, 
I don't know. It's like holding a baby. I don't know. It's just, well, you don't want to squeak, squash the baby, but it's soft and it's just, you want to squish it. I don't know. It's a hard, it's hard to describe. It's one of those things. It's like popping those bubble wrap things. You just got to do it to get it. Once you do it, then you're like, oh yeah, I totally get this. Um, yeah, I really like the squish factor. I mean, if it was up to me and I wasn't selling them or doing anything like that, I'd probably make soft cover journals. I, I do like making the fabric soft cover journals. Um, they're, they're fun to make. Um, oh, they're all fun to make, but, um, they're just, I don't know. There's something about those soft cover journals. Um, Dion Glenn says, Oh, how do you keep your nails so pretty? I find it impossible. Love your videos. Um, these are dip nails, so they're almost indestructible. Nothing, no ink or anything like that stains them. It washes right off. I use the water-soluble inks, so that's easy. There's no brain surgery there. And uh, I do have to roll and peel off glue like I did with anything. And these things don't chip. At, like I, It'll stay on for two to three weeks on me, and then I have to do the change. But sometimes I'll do a color change just for... Uh, a holiday or something like right now it's valentine's day so i put red back on but then i'll probably go back to pink after that because i'm more of a pink girl um what else what is your favorite embellishment to make probably clusters i could make clusters all day or collaged sheets i like to collage paper together um like build paper from paper scraps i love to do that oh that's that's really therapeutically and psychologically relaxing for me it, and I well oh, I just love doing that you can glue all the like torn pieces of paper together and then you can go and sew them together I think Nick the booksmith did some a video called Franken paper and it's really cool I love that too that's neat that's fun to use on covers or just as journal pages or just something to you can cut them up and make them into pockets and tucks and stuff like that so much fun so much fun Pam you're not hearting go back and you heart the ones that you anticipate okay okay I'm caught up um, what, okay, so that, Pam, have you, uh, this is SGS Blue Moon asks, Pam, have you ever made those pretty boho fabric beads as embellishment dangles for your junk journals? Yes. And I have, um, several vi videos on those, um, hanging them from the spine dangles, or you can hang them from, like, let's say you make a sash to tie your journal together. You can dangle them from the ends of the sash. That's fun. Um, you can also dangle them from the strings on the spine. That's fun. Uh, you can also dangle them from the front of your um, junk journal or from um, certain page trims and things like that. You can clip them on there with little gourd pins, things like that. Um, or have them dangle from the strings uh, um, that are in the center of the signatures. They can hang below and make a little bunny tail with those. Um, and so if you want to find those, go to my main page. Go to my, my um, type in the paper outpost on YouTube. And then I either click on my picture or the words, the paper outpost, and that will take you to my main channel page. And then about maybe a third of the way down, sort of on the right, there's this magnifying glass. And when you see that, that's the search field. So you can type whatever word you want in there, like boho beads or fabric beads or just beads. And um, it'll pull up all the videos with that in the title. And then you'll be able to find what you're looking for um, uh, not too, in a pretty easy fashion. Okay. Um, cool taxi driver says, love your chats. Do you sell scrappy bundles or altered paper clips in your Etsy shop? And if not, would you consider it? Other people's scraps are always more interesting. Gosh, I should sell some scrappy bundles. I got a ton of scraps. That's a great idea, actually. Why don't I do that? Um, let me think on that because I have a ton of scraps and I have a ton of paper, uh, paper and fabric scraps. Um, I probably won't sell altered paper clips just because they take me too long to make and I 
Your brain needs support. And new Ollie Brainy Chews are a delightful way to take care of your cognitive health. Made with scientifically backed ingredients like Thai ginger, L-theanine, and caffeine. Brainy Chews support healthy brain function and help you find your focus. Stay chill or get energized. Be kind to your mind and get these nootropic chews at ollie.com. That's O-L-L-Y dot These statements have not been evaluated by the Food and Drug Administration. This product is not intended to diagnose, treat, cure, or prevent any disease. Blow through them before I could ever make a bag to sell. Like, I, I need them for myself. I'm, I'm, a, I'm, I'm a greedy one. And um, I use them a lot in my fundals and, and uh, mailings and things like that. So And in my journals. Um, so I, I can't seem to get ahead. You know what I mean? I'm like sit down with you guys and to make some and the next day I'm out <laughs> you know it's like that fast so but the scrap the paper and the fabric scraps yeah I should try that like maybe I'll do like I'll make 10 and then sell them and see how fast they sell and then maybe I can make more as I, I like I can backstock them a little bit we'll, we'll see let me think on that that's a good idea I, that you're not the first person that's asked about that so let me think on that uh Kelly Kelly asked this is cool can you use regular liquid glue for fabric um, I, do you mean um, like Elmer's white glue? You can. You will risk bleed through because the regular white glue has a lot of, it has a high water content and that will bleed through. If you just use it and smear it down a little bit and put the fabric down, it'll. you probably won't get bleed through, but you might not have enough for adherence. So that's where the fabric glue comes in really handy. It's a if you have not heard me say this, it is a clear silicone glue which glues fabric to fabric, fabric to paper, and paper to paper very well. Um, you can even glue things when they're damp or wet. I've done that. Yeah, I'm such a lazy crafter. But sometimes I'll be coffee dyeing or tea dyeing some little quilting cotton muslin squares and I want to, you know, make a little pocket or a tuck or something. And I'm, I just can't wait. I just want to glue it down and get going. And uh, yeah, it does hold through that. So that's kind of cool. Laura Lefleur says, I freaking love that you make messes. I sat here buried in ephemera, glue, etc. while looking for my bigger scissors, wondering where that piece of paper went that I had just a moment ago and where in the world did that ruler go? But you always make me feel better about all I do and my modus operandi. That is so funny because, uh, God, that should, that, 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 gosh, that is a daily event over here. I don't know what it is, but I can have something in my hand and put it down and my desk swallows it. Or I have these little cyber gremlins that come along and they move things. I guess they're desk gremlins, not really cyber gremlins, but they they move things. I'm sure of it because it was right there a second ago. And um, I'm, I'm a very messy crafter, but I, I like that part of it. And I do bring myself back to a clean place again, unwillingly, but I know I need to and I have to, and I do it. And it's messy again in 30 seconds. So that's just the nature of the beast. And if you're okay with that, you can roll with it, and you're you're good to go. Um, scrap dives. Scrapped dives. Scrapped lives. Oh, I can read. Yeah, get your glasses on, Pam. Okay, I'm new to this. Now you have made these cards. What? How are you going to use them? And can you show an example? Journal cards. Oh, basically, I think her question is, uh, I, and I was making them from a master board, it looks like. Uh, masterboard plus collage and no rules journal cards okay so if you want to make a bunch of journal cards you can make a masterboard just glue a bunch of stuff onto a, say a piece of paper and then you cut it up maybe into six pieces or eight pieces whatever you like and if the back was blank then you have journal cards and that means that somebody can write notes or special things on the back if you trim the little edges of the top then you're gonna have a journal tag 
Um, you can punch a hole and put a little string through it or a little topper on these things. And journal cards can be tucked into pockets and tucks and things like that on your junk journals. Uh, just giving people extra things to explore and find and maybe places for them to write little notes, memoirs, uh, secret sayings, whatever, um, the passwords to all of their um, social media. I don't know. I don't know what they're going to do with it, but it, it's their choice. Okay, Colleen C. to Serendipity says, such good advice on how to juggle all the balls of social media. My question for you is how do you stay motivated? Do you ever get burnt out? I, I enjoy your videos always. God blessings um, to you and your family always. Okay, um, there's always ebb and flow. One thing I do in order to reignite my own fire is, um, believe it or not, I start cleaning up and I'll clean up my desk first and often I'll find a little something. You know, whatever it is, it's something that got stuck under something else and all of a sudden I'm like, oh, look at that. Oh, I wonder if I could make a this out of it or a that out of it. Next thing you know, I'm motivated again. But if it gets really deep and dark and, I, and I've cleaned the desk and I'm still not motivated, I'll go and clean a drawer and I'll usually find something in that drawer that I've completely forgotten about. And in this way, I clean a drawer and I get inspired again. Or sometimes I just need to walk away. Maybe it's for five minutes. Maybe it's to go get a snack. Maybe it's for an hour, a day or two, whatever. I rarely have those days where I go for an hour, a day or two. But um, it's all good. It's all fun. And um, that's how I do it. I actually start cleaning things up and I get inspired again. Um, so there you go, folks. I hope you have enjoyed this little... Uh, paper Outpost craft chat today. No, this, yeah, it's a craft chat, but this is a Paper Outpost podcast, right, Sunshine? We never really know where we are, what we're doing. We're just, mom's always talking, always the yap, the yapper is always going. Yes, yes, it is. Always. I'm very quiet. I have my moments, though. Yes, you do. We'll hear more from you on the show, okay? Okay. All right. All right, everybody, take care, have fun, and happy crafting. Bye-bye. <laughs>